0: coverage from progressive casualty insurance company affiliates and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms bundle discount not available in all states or situations this is a podcast from minute media
1: liftoff will start in two minus 10 seconds 10 9 8 7,
2: 6. hey everybody this is Craig Ackerman, TV play-by-play announcer for the Houston Rockets.
3: What's up, everyone? This is Jackson Gatlin, host of Locked on
0: a Rocket. This is Chris Chavez. This is your boy Heezy, a.k.a. Raheel Ramzanali. It's Sean. It's Sean. From Shots and Thoughts, this is Timoteo Keister. This is Chucky
4: Brown, former professional NBA basketball player for the 1995 NBA champion, Houston Rockets. What up, what up? It's Roosh Williams, the Mastodon himself. This is Devin White, a.k.a. The Gentleman.
0: With your boy, Von Wafer, former Houston Rockets, retired professional NBA basketball player. Five, four, three, two, one.
2: We have ignition and you are listening to the summit state of mind podcast <laughs>
5: Alright y'all, welcome back to the Summit State of Mind, the podcast of dream shakes and step backs, and everything Houston Rockets, presented by the Minute Media Podcast Network, and the official podcast to site. its Houston Rockets website, spacecityschool.com. I am your host, Commissioner Kenny, of course with me as always is my brother, my tag team partner, the GM. Justin. Yo, GM, we're hearing ambient noise around us. We're obviously not in our usual headquarters. Tell the people
6: where we are. We are here at the North Pacific. Shout out to our boys, Gio and Brian, wherever they are. Shout out to the bartender, AB, for taking care of us. We are currently drinking a mimosa tower. So, you know, it's, it's a good time with everybody. And we have even, like, guests here. You know, we're, we're just really happy to be here. And um, we're just excited. You know, we're happy to do another on location episode it's gonna be awesome it's gonna be very fun
5: well it's about to get more fun because i got two guests that are meeting us at the summit once again let me introduce the first guest to the right of the gm he is the, our resident 30 foot shooter from the three-point line he goes beyond the three-point line i call it red line he even we hit a couple move.
6: last night man he hit
5: a couple last night couple from beyond the three-point line mr 30 footer himself tim keister aka t smooth at the summit how you doing buddy Good man, I appreciate the intro. Um, the, those three pointers came
7: off of two months of rest, so <laughs> I had plenty, plenty of time to rest. That's good, man. Huh?
5: <laughs> you had plenty of time to rest because you we thought you had the Yao Ming injury at one point. Oh man, I, I was afraid too. Can, can we can we disclose it to the people? Can we let them know? Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't mind. We thought he had a stress fracture at one point, it was wild. Yeah,
7: but you're foot. better now. Yeah, huh. I not a hundred percent but yeah i'm just glad it
5: wasn't a stress for actually
6: boy's good enough
5: yeah well that's good man but i got another guy i gotta introduce right here to the left of me we represent the jean jacket crew either even even though neither of us are even rocking jean jackets We've introduced one time, Mr. Gene Jacket himself, Jackson Gatlin, host of Lockdown Rockets, host of Lockdown On NBA on Mondays. How are you doing today, Jackson?
3: What's up, my guys? I'm so excited to be here on another episode of the Summit State of Mind podcast. Another live on-location episode. These are really cool. You guys, we're gonna start having to keep track of who does more live on-location shows because right now you guys have me beat out. And
6: I've been podcasting for a minute, so I need to obviously step my game step my game up. Dude, you know what? Like. This is something that we can start to get going. You know what I mean? Like, uh, let's think about it. Like how many times you've done it with us, let's just keep it going. Every time. It's like, oh, special guest, Jackson Gatlin.
5: <laughs> get to the point now where they're expecting you. I think they're going to be expecting you on the on the show now every time we go out, live on location. This is your second in a row with us. Oh, man. That's
3: right. Now we're, we're, we're setting the bar pretty high. All right. You know what? We'll just keep it going then. No ex- Play it nope. by ear. We'll keep it going.
5: No <laughs> excuses. Go. All right, y'all. So once again, we're live on location at Be More Pacific with a couple of our people here, obviously. Shouts and thoughts are here represented by Sean. Chris will be here later. They're going to have that going on. But boys, I want to jump into it right now. I want to talk... We're a Houston Rockets podcast. Let's talk some Houston Rockets. Let's talk about the game last night, obviously. The Houston Rockets lose 119 to 111 in a battle of ping pong balls. Rockets drop to 15 and 44. But there were definitely some highlights. And, you know, the one that stood out among them all was Jalen Green, who had 23 points, five rebounds, two assists, four steals on nine of 16 shooting. He also went four of nine from three. Let's talk about. Let's first talk about the highlights of the game before we dip into the negativity of the game. So I want to give it over to you, Jackson, first, obviously. Uh, You're to the left of me, Gene Jacket Crew representing one time. What was the highlights that you saw from the game, obviously, you know, highlighting Jalen Green, of course? Well, I think I will get one teensy
3: piece of negativity out of the way. And I think one of the reasons that we saw Jalen having the opportunities that he did in... The game against the Magic was because, unfortunately, Kevin Porter Jr. going down with the twisted ankle. He kind of, you know, had those, you know, had that issue that sidelined him for the rest of the game, which allowed Jalen the opportunity to kind of be more on ball, to be more of a, a dominant presence on the floor, which is something that we've kind of wanted to see out of yeah. him. And in this game specifically, we saw him scoring at a variety of, or scoring in a variety of ways, I should say. Right? He was, he had the three ball going, four of nine from deep, but then he was also making it a point to get the ball and really push it up in transition. He had that series of possessions in the fourth quarter to kind of help drag the Rockets back into the game. At one point, Magic go up by double digits midway through the fourth quarter, and then Jalen hit a three, I believe Jay Shantate hit a bucket, I think Al P or Eric Gordon had another bucket, yeah. and then Jalen had back to back, like full length, like floor drives, and finished it, and it got the Rockets within three. The score was 104-101, Rockets were within three. And you kind of saw, like, this Jalen Green takeover yeah. happening. And it's unfortunate that we didn't get to see the continue, or the takeover continue after yep. the Magic called the timeout, which we can get into more from that. But, but obviously, this is one of those things where these last, like, 15 or so games from Jalen he's really starting to kind of catch his stride as an NBA player and I think this was the kind of best case scenario for him moving forward is the expectation was okay let's look at you know Anthony Edwards a guy who last season struggled for the first half of the season and then really turned it up another notch in yeah. the second half of the season and this is kind of that opportunity for Jalen I think is he's starting to the game starting to slow down for him he's starting to really find those opportunities where he can be effective and we got to talk about that dunk that he had in transition it's where emphatic. he stole the ball got the steal one <laughs> One of his four steals, which was already, you know, by itself, impressive. Jay Sean Tate highlighting his defense after the game, just talking about it's completely different from where he was at the start of the season to where he is now. And then the steal all the way in transition, the way he elevates and then had the ball like back behind his head and was still like rising up. I posted the screenshot on Twitter and it just looked ridiculous. He was gliding through the air. It looked Michael Jordan-esque, and I wasn't the only one who thought that. A lot of people were like, yo, that looked like young MJ skying (laughs) through the air. And so I put those two clips side by side. there you go. That was beautiful. Oh, my goodness.
5: Credits to Jackson. (laughs)
3: Wild. Just for, we got to, we got to, look, the Jalen Green agenda doesn't stop, okay? We got to keep pushing that envelope. And whether or not we're setting ourselves up for failure, I don't know. But
5: it's it's (laughs) definitely fun. Awesome man, yeah, good stuff, good stuff, yeah. And I was thinking about that too in regards to Jalen Green and his defense. I don't think he ever gets enough credit for that. This dude is scrawny, probably 190 soaking wet. And the fact of the matter is that he's actually come in and improved so significantly on defense that's more than enough to buy for the fact that he is the number that he does deserve to be the number two overall pick because he was known solely for his offensive set mm-hmm. and he was just killing it on the offensive end. The way his, he controlled his pace, and in my opinion. Um, I found this game to be more superior than the game he had against the Celtics and and the Lakers. Because people tout those as the 30-point games because he hit all those threes. But they were all three-point shots against Boston. This is the one where you actually saw him control the pace, control the pace of the game, go on drive-in, step back threes. He had a little bit of everything in the bag. I want to turn it over to you now, GM. What what else did you see from Jalen? And was there any other highlights that
6: you saw from the game as well? I mean, you know, you can start from everywhere. The guy played all three levels uh, last night. He was pulling up, hitting threes. He was hitting, coming off the screens. If you notice, there was a lot of give-and-go possessions from Christian Wood or Alpurn Shangoon in order to get Jalen Green wide open threes or lanes to get to the bucket. We saw him do everything, even that impressive half-court steal that he got at the rim. And then he was able to get it back all the way. I mean, unfortunately, that was uh, one of the possessions, I believe, where he passed it to Christian Wood, and he kind of just didn't really make it happen you know what I mean but we'll get to that later um, but in the grand scheme of things you could just see that he had control he played under control he was ready to absorb the contact as he went into the lane and into the bucket and he just looked so good he looked so smooth and we haven't seen a confident Jalen Green like that and that is something that we can definitely build off of he led the team in field goal attempts which is a rarity but we'll take it you know what I mean yeah, he shot absolutely. very efficiently on all levels And you could see that he was just confident. He was ready. And that's just the beginning. We're building. And he is building himself up as well. And in regards to all of that, man, like, we're just extremely, extremely excited and happy. I'll take the L, though. That's good for us ping pong ball-wise. It was just the perfect setup for everything that we needed, right?
5: There was a perfect setup where, like, every team that we needed to win, like, won. And then I think one of the people on Twitter, it might be DGC. Correct me if I'm wrong. It was like a list of all the teams that won, and then it was like Rockets L, and then it was a. A gif of Ice Cube saying it was a good
3: day. <laughs> I believe that was uh, Clutch Fans Dave Hardesty, oh, but yeah, it no, it, okay. it, it was a good day because it again, was. it's we're in that nitty-gritty part of the season where we're not just focused on the Rockets record, we're looking at the Magic's record, we're looking at the, the Thunder record, the Pistons record, trying to make sure, hey, like rooting for those teams to rack up as many wins as possible because now we're in the final stretch where the ping pong balls matter the most, right? Like I wanted wins earlier this season, didn't matter if they they were against lottery teams, top contenders. I wanted as many wins as possible for this team because wins ultimately are a good thing. They keep the good vibes going. You can really learn from them. You yeah. get legitimate opportunities to see players flourish if they're winning basketball games. But now that we're in the final third of the season, the final 24 games, especially against those other bottom feeder teams, you need to rack up the Ls because that could be the difference between a number two overall pick and a number like six or seven overall pick when it comes time for the lottery.
5: Absolutely. And I was... I was- yesterday years old when I found out that if the lower your odds so like if you have number 3 you're the lowest you can go 7 as opposed to like number 1 the lowest you can go is 5 Yeah, I would just be so heartbroken if we ended up with the number 7 pick I'm sorry I just gotta be really <laughs> I, I, I want the chance at Paolo or Chet or Jabari obviously but you know that's obviously grasping at straws and we'll talk about that uh, in the future but let's let's return back to you know the, the game at hand right now let's talk about the low lights now obviously from the game yeah for sure and you know we're going to talk about that right now so christian wood had his worst free throw shooting game of his entire career the man the man averages his entire career up until this year he averaged 70 percent from the free throw line up until this season so t smooth i want to direct it over to you to you first why do you think he was why do you think he's struggling so much from the line this year which ended up culminating in this three of 13 outing which was the worst of his entire career
2: you would give me
7: the Christian Wood. <laughs> oh, lob it up, <laughs> baby! Kind of, yeah, lob, lob it level. up, take it. First of all, I mean, he did have what twenty-four and eleven, I think, somewhere around there. He had a double-double. Shooting-wise, yes. he didn't shoot that great, but stat-padding I, double-double.
6: Yeah, Say that yeah. exactly.
7: My thing with him is on defense. Um, I mean, he couldn't get a rebound to save his life. I mean, when we needed it. And then on defense, he gave up one of the biggest buckets. Uh,
5: Who was he guarding most of the time? Oh, Kiki? O'Kiki, What's
7: his O'Kiki name? and Wendell Carter Jr., I believe. Oh, Kiki. There was one play in the fourth quarter where O'Kiki hit a huge three yeah. that put them up 111.
5: To
6: yeah, point, I mean, if, away, if you I noticed, believe. you were seeing, like, Miscommunication on defense, no yeah. switching, mm-hmm. and it was just kind of like finger pointing a little bit in that in that sense.
7: Right. Yeah. He mm-hmm. he expected you know Jalen to switch with him, and he didn't have that communication with them um, early on when they were switching. Yeah. And he had a huge three for them in the fourth quarter when I thought we had a chance, but yes. after that it was, <laughs> it was it was done for. It's
6: okay. I mean, you know, like I I, I did see a little bit of effort. There was one possession where. His effort on defense was pretty good, uh, but unfortunately he was scored on. But after that, you know, like there were just so many possessions where we noticed that there was just not as much effort on the defensive end, and it, it sucks. It's unfortunate. We want him to be better, but he did say he was going to bring 110 percent energy. He did put in 110, 110 percent energy into going to to going three and three from 13 from the line.
5: There was one play in particular that I also saw him on the free throw line where it was very minute, very minor, and I don't think anyone from Twitter called out or something. But there was one, there was one where I think it was on the left side, and he's coming up to the free throw and he's coming up to it, and I think it was by the, during the third quarter. He looks to his left and then he goes like, Shh, like as if like someone's saying something like as a joke or something, mm-hmm. like oh you're missing all these free throws. He's like, Shh, like like in a laughing manner, and he's kind of giggling to himself, and I'm like. Oh, man. You know what? To quote Mario Ali from Clutch City, man, you know, when you when you're laughing at the line, you're a little tight. So <laughs> I knew my man was tight when I saw him, you know, obviously, you know, going sh- and kind of giggling to himself. And I'm like, oh, man. And then obviously culminating in that big airball free throw. But, you know, it's 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 been a tough setup, obviously, this well, this game, obviously, you know. But I want to direct it over to you, Jackson. What did you think about the lowlights of the game? Christian Wood, is there any other lowlights that you saw besides that?
3: ultimately this game was what i thought it was going to be a, a largely competitive outing between two of the worst teams in the organization still a lot of you know i thought the rockets were the more talented team going into it for sure which is why the fact that the orlando magic were actually favored in this game was i thought a bit disrespectful towards the rockets but with regards to christian wood it's tough because you watch him play yeah he got the 20 and you know 21 and 11 23 and 11 whatever it was and on paper looks like decent numbers right but for some reason it constantly feels like the numbers don't necessarily translate to wins yeah and it doesn't necessarily like i don't want to call i don't want to say christian wood has empty stats that's a little bit too rough but he specifically when Jalen green was on this tear in the fourth quarter Mm -hmm. after the magic call timeout rockets come back in christian wood took the very next three shots in a row and it resulted in only one point. He yep. missed a three. He missed like a, a shot, you know, driving in the paint. It went off glass. I don't even think it drew iron at that point. And then he got to the free throw line and went one for two. So that's just some really terrible offense given how good Jalen Green looked in the fourth quarter of this game and how good he looked overall. And then, frankly, the other part that's frustrating in that is yeah, Christian Wood is probably the most talented offensive player on the team. And he should be involved in the offense. You have to understand when somebody else has the hot hand to defer to them, right? Absolutely. I, I just don't think that Christian gets that. He is kind of a black hole offensively for this Rockets team because if he touches the ball, it feels like there's like a 98 percent chance that he's probably going to shoot it. And in addition to that, it's like the rest of his offensive repertoire. He doesn't set quality screens. You know, there was there was one opportunity I think for Jalen. He had his final bucket right before the magic timeout the second of those two back-to-back layups, like just under the five-minute mark. Didn't have another shot attempt until 1.36 left in the game. Exactly. And for me, now he Jalen did have one possession in there where he got a switch on a big, I forget which big it was for the Magic. I think it might have been Wendell Carter Jr. Um, got the switch... And then, unfortunately, ran the clock down and didn't do anything with the ball, yeah. and had to kick it to Eric Gordon in the corner, and then E.G. pump fake drove it in on the baseline and floated it up and hit hit the two point yes. shot there. Yeah. So E.G. bailed out, you know, bailed out J- Jalen Green, but past that, he just wasn't super involved in the offensive sets down the stretch of games, which has been kind of the number one issue for a lot of Rockets fans this season. Is Jalen Green gets iced out down the stretch of games? Yeah, he looked good when when he was in there, when he was you know in charge of the ball, when he was allowed to do his thing. And even post game, he was talking about. I think I'm unstoppable. I think I'm the most dominant guy on the court. And hopefully, that like mental shift for him is starting to take place, where he realizes he needs to be more demanding of the basketball, especially in these late game situations, because he is capable, because he is talented, and clearly his teammates aren't getting it done, unfortunately.
5: Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I I thought what was what was weird for me down the stretch, anyways, was when I saw Jalen Green and he was doing it. He was doing his thing, like you said. The only problem that I that I had with that is exactly right. Christian Wood, it always stands on this on the low lights of the game, is Christian Wood at the end of the day, it's hard to play winning basketball with him because like you said, it's the little things, it's the little efforts that I'd like to see on the defensive end. There was a switch that they missed that led to a wide open three on the top end where Jalen Green immediately communicated it. He told him, hey, go switch, go switch, go up, go up, go up to the elbow to the three-point shooter. He missed it. Christian Wood's yelling at him to go up. But I thought from what I saw from the eye test, Jalen Green told him first, like, switch and go. He was already telling him. And then Christian Wood was – it's almost like, oh, no, I'm not going to – you know, like, oh, I'm going to go. You're going to go. Like, no, you go. You know, you go. And it's just kind of like they messed that up, and that was a big problem. It's just – like you said, we're not gonna. I'm not gonna say empty stats, but at the end of the day, it's not. It's not conducive to winning mm. basketball in the GM's words, obviously, because he always yeah. says conducive. I mean,
6: let's give. A, I'll give a little bit of credit to um, what he did uh, when he first came into the game. He did give two uh, good passes to Jalen and allowed him to get to the bucket. Um, you know, they even set up one of the three. Oh, no, that was at that P. Sorry, but overall, what he did was after he after Jalen got those two buckets, it's where Christian Wood decided. Now it's for me to get mine, which is the wrong attitude. I mean, I'm not saying that. It just that's what it seems like. Um, when it, when he comes into the game, when he to close out, he always seems to kind of just dominate the ball. You can see him. You can like just calling for it all the time. And I'm not saying that he's not. It's not a bad thing. The man is confident. But when you're going to bring this energy and you're going to talk the way that you talk, you need to produce in more ways than just scoring and rebounding. You got to put it up on the defensive end as well. And we just haven't seen enough, unfortunately. You know, He's a decent perimeter defender, but when it comes to him in the post, he's horrendous. That's why we've seen so many players, even role players, go off on the Rockets. I mean, granted, we're the 30th ranked defensive team. We're, we're kind of crappy defensively. But a lot of these players that play his position are going off on us. And it's for a reason. It's not just a coincidence. This is a trend, and it's a dangerous trend. Um, but at the end of the day, that is what's happening. And unfortunately, what can you do? We got the team that we got, right? Um, we'll see what happens next year. But at this point in time, all we can ask for is improvement. And hopefully we'll get more of that towards the end. But last night's game wasn't exactly what we were looking for, right?
5: Yeah. The commission just wants some effort. I just want, some, I just want a little bit more effort on, on that end, especially on the defensive end. I just want to see that cleaned up just a little bit. But, you know, all's well that ends well. We they, they played well for the most part. There were obviously some misses here and there. But like Jackson said earlier, it was a very competitive game. T-Smooth, is there anything that you have to say other like low light-wise about the team, about the Rockets before we move on? Oh, man, y'all covered everything. Oh, yeah, Christian Wood, please play defense. That's <laughs> <laughs> just slightly, right? <laughs> no, good point, good point. All right, y'all, we're going to take a quick break here, quick ad break, right, y'all? And uh, we'll be right back.
0: So as you graduate and head out into the world, there's only one thing that you need to know. Hi, this is Jamie from Progressive. Yeah, I can talk now. Progressive protects you 24-7. So, tell me what happened. Oh, I'm sorry, Gene. Can you give me one second? Um, brush at for every meal. Congratulations and thank you. Sorry about that. I'm back. So tell me about this fender bender. Contact us 24-7 on the phone, online, or on the mobile app. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates covered subject to policy terms. What's up, y'all? It's Samoa Bro, a.k.a. Sean from Shots and Thoughts, and you are listening to the Summit State of Mind podcast.
5: All right, y'all. Welcome back to the Summit State of Mind, presented by the Minute Media Podcast Network. Once again, we are having our live show at Be More Pacific, live, loud, in color, in person, like we always do. This is like how many on locations have we done, GM? Uh, I'm counting. Uh, we did one Four? with Don. Four. Wow, that was Five? Very, very quick to the draw. We did Texas bigger with Tivin.
6: Okay. Let's go, Devin. Okay. One with Don over here. All right. We did two at Urban South. Okay. One with Tim, and one with Jackson and Don. And Don, part two. And then okay. now,
5: five. five? He's yeah. done five. is five. Wow. Are you impressed with yourself? Shout outs to shout outs to Courtney Lee, number five. All, all alcohol. <laughs>
6: all alcohol locations All Touché. alcohol.
5: my man you already know the
6: vibes okay you, everybody please don't please don't judge us
5: oh they're always they're already we already lost two sponsors as we speak
6: <laughs> welcome
5: back everybody once again we are joined by t smooth and gene jack and himself jackson gallon i'm just gonna call you gene jack it's gotta be like your tagline oh no what was your name on lockdown oh ceo ceo, CEO
3: that's right CEO. there we go <laughs> that's
5: what we called you cfo <laughs> chief financial officer <laughs> i'm not
3: good enough with money to be the cfo unfortunately oh, so we'll Do see, you see you. We'll, we'll don't over. be humble don't be humble <laughs> all
5: right y'all let's get back to the task at hand we are back let's preview these next well i was going to preview the next game but it ends up being funneled out into the next two games because just like in classic baseball astros fashion we're getting a two-game series against the clippers coming up right here at home on sunday and tuesday so I wanna lob it up over to you, GM, first. Look, I just wanna say though, in regards to this game, the Clippers are 31 and 31. They're eighth in the Western Conference. Their their whole idea, if they want to continue to compete, is to try to reach uh, the sixth seed so they can avoid the play in, to avoid, mm-hmm. you know, having to play these extra games, getting some rest, and being able to go into a clean series as the sixth seed as opposed to being the seventh, eighth, ninth, or god forbid the, the tenth seed. Yeah. And so that's why I think that they're coming in with a strong like vigor to want to play well, obviously, because they want they don't they want to avoid that. So they're going to continue to try harder. Obviously, they're they're cushioned pretty well, but I think they're backed by a few games.
6: I think they're the I, they're the eighth seed. Uh, they're, they're against
5: yeah. They're, they're back by about yeah, they're four and a half four games and a half against six
6: seed against um, the
5: Nuggets. Yes.
6: So lob it up over to you first. What are you expecting in game one here against the Clippers? Honestly, I'm not sure what to expect, to be honest. I mean, first I just want to give a shout-out to their coach, Ty Lue, and they have a cast of misfits over there, and he's making it happen. I mean, Ty Lu has shown this year that the guy has the chops. You know, he didn't just coach LeBron. He didn't just coach Kawhi and Paul George. Ty Lu can coach anybody, and, you know, shout-out to him that he has this team in the playoffs currently you know that's not something that we had expected if paul george and Kawhi were gone shout out to them man these guys are playing very very hard for their coach and in in, in um, part with expectations like in my in my opinion i do believe that the clippers will probably take both games that's just me they're a very well coached team like i said right um, and they have so many A cast of veterans But also cast of young blood Young bloods, right? So, I mean, like, overall They have Reggie Jackson leading, leading the tear Right? And look at their bench, man They got two rocket legends Robert Covington And Isaiah Hardenstein Producing oh for that team, man Look at that Like, they, they have a lot of weapons And, dude, they're a very solid team I have a lot I have to give them a lot of credit Because they're just a great team um, it's not something that we had expected but hey dude that's, it's great um, in regards to the Rockets I'm not so sure I do expect one close game and maybe a blowout we'll see in my I, opinion it's all up to Christian Wood <laughs> you already
5: jumped to the predictions like immediately before I even asked you GM that's, sorry, you just sorry, jumped sorry, the sorry, gun sorry. once again like this you is, always do this is what I do. this is what you are you're the rogue GM you don't play by the rules but your own obviously so touche <laughs> well, let's re- let's direct the same question over to you, Tim. So, look, it's the two game series and the two game preview. Um, we're going to go against Reggie Jackson, obviously the Rocket Killer. I remember it though. The the, bi- the biggest memory I have of him is the 2013 playoff series when West- Russell Westbrook went down and Reggie Jackson decided to go ham, and yep. he was like, in my opinion, the MVP of that whole series. In my yep. opinion, but that's just my opinion. But over to you now. Uh, the Clippers, Rockets, Sunday, Tuesday. It's a two game series. What are your expectations? What do you think is going to happen?
7: I I think we'll split it. Um, I I think Jalen Green's going to have two good games. Uh, We just need to keep an eye out for their secret weapon. Can you guess, Kenny, who that is?
5: (sighs) Uh, Secret weapon?
7: The Clippers? Yeah. Morris? No. No. Luke Kennard. Luke Kennard. Yes. Oh, I know. I was going to say it. He was
2: getting ready. I know. I was. Ac- I was so- actually
3: going to say Amir Coffee because
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so-
7: he
3: was killing it too. Look, Amir Coffee is that one random like end of the bench player who is going to explode against the Rockets in one of these two games, which is yeah. why I thought he was where you were going.
7: But <laughs> Plus, I-, I will also. I, I agree with Luke Kennard. They-, they play Amir a little bit more in the first half than Luke Kennard for some reason. Tyloo loves sitting canard most of the first half and then the second half he just throws him in there and he hits four threes you know he keeps um, him fresh for the second half exactly yeah. he knows what he's doing
3: load, load management inside of a game that's impressive <laughs>
6: <laughs> we're, yeah, we're playing chess weapon. he's playing checkers it's obvious exactly
7: <laughs> but i mean i hope we split you
5: know i hope we don't go
7: over two. but
5: we'll see I want to know what's going to what's going to happen with Luke Kennard. I, I feel like we have to when we have to do like an over under like we did with uh with Jackson at a uh, On. I feel like we have to do an over under on Luke Kennard minutes now from the sound. Of it. But uh, no good good stuff good stuff uh T-move. Let's direct the question over to you now Jackson. Jackson, this is you got a bone to pick with this team in particular because when you did your live show, they proceeded to put a Molly whopping on us <laughs> in like a in and just disgusting proportions obviously but you have a bone to pick with them because you had a you had to do it that night and then you had this cool setup and then the Clippers came in and just mollywopped us but all jokes aside expectations for these next two games what do you expect to see do you expect you know 1-1? what do you think
3: I mean I, I'm, I'm right there with the GM I'm expecting an O2, unfortunately I hope they'll be they'll find ways to make these games competitive but like he already mentioned, this is a really well-coached team. The Clippers are a really, really talented team. I'm there's a part of me that feels bad for them because they made the move to pick up Covington and Norm, Norman Powell at the trade deadline, and Norman Powell looked really good in the three games that he did play for the Clippers. And then goes down with a you know in, indefinite injury, terrible foot injury. I, you know I hope he's you know recovering well, but. This is going to be a Clippers team, or was supposed to be a Clippers team, that despite not having Paul George, despite not having Kawhi Leonard, they are still in the playoff hunt in the Western Conference. They look better right now than the L.A. Lakers, who are an absolute dumpster fire with three future <laughs> Hall of Famers. Clearly some question marks around that organization. But as far as this team and, like, matching up with the Rockets, you know, the the, the Clippers ha- have a couple bigs in Ivica Zubac and uh, Isaiah Hartenstein, Rockets legend, and... <laughs> they they're not necessarily like big body bigs that are going to, you know, completely abuse Christian Wood in the post, but they're going to give him problems. And I think one of the issues that we have is consistently We see the Rockets, especially defensively, have to match up with Sean Tate guarding opposing bigs because Christian would just can't because he's going to get manhandled by them. And that's kind of the expectation that I have going into this game is that we're going to see Sean Tate matched up with Avicii Zubats and it's going to be really upsetting. Uh, I think Roosh was the one who pointed this out on Twitter because he was actually at the game in L.A. when the Rockets played the Clippers, having moved back uh, to, to California. And he highlighted the fact that during the game, like, there were multiple times where Jayshon and Christian would get flipped or, or where Jayshon would kind of be barking at Coach Silas and, and upset about the fact that he was constantly having to check Zubac in that game. And I can only imagine how it feels being Jayshon Tate, 6'4", undersized, and you're having to come up, you know, cover the shortcomings of your big in Christian Wood because he physically can't guard bigger, stronger players. And and not, sometimes it's not even that he can't physically. It's just that he doesn't, doesn't try, doesn't utilize his leverage. I mean... If Jay Tate at 6'4 can guard of Avicii of Zubots and other bigs in the league, Christian Wood should be able to hold his own a little bit. I'm not expecting DPOY-level performance out of him, but for him to have to be covered by his undersized power forward and those defensive dynamics, it's frustrating. And I can only imagine, again, how that makes Jay Tate feel. So, like you alluded to, I think a lot of this comes down to Christian Wood, what version of him that we get. And then, honestly... Reggie Jackson as well, right? He's the tip of the spear for this Clippers team. If he has a couple strong, you know, performances, it's gonna be really tough for the Rockets to even think about winning. But if they can contain him, hopefully some good defense out of the perimeter brigade for the Rockets, it'll be really interesting to see if KPJ actually plays, seeing as how he rolled his ankle against the Magic. Uh, right Right now, he's questionable for the Clippers game, I believe was the last injury update. So it'll be interesting to see if Dennis Schroeder gets the starting nod. I would assume Schroeder's gonna get the starting nod since we saw him start in place of KPJ once before against the Phoenix Suns already. Uh, and hopefully that doesn't lead to the trend of people suggesting that Dennis Schroeder should be the starter over Kevin Porter Jr.
5: <laughs> <laughs> well, I expect fully that Dennis Schroeder is gonna get the start. The the roll looked really bad. And on top of that, no one no one touched him. It was it was a self-roll. It's just like almost like his his ankle gave out. Mm-hmm. I fully expect him to not play it's he was just laboring out there i fully expect him to not play we're gonna get another dinner shooter outing, and i'm surprised you didn't shout out the colt you, you lit we got our first dinner shooter reference and not a shout out to the colt
7: scrotum gang
5: <laughs> shout outs to the colt one time everybody i'm sure I, I some of them might actually be here for all we know they're all they're all anonymous for all we know so they could be here right now but Good stuff all around. I fully expect and my, my thing too. I, I would like for us to go one-one, but at the end of the day, wait, 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 wait. wait, oh, wait. What's scarier, anonymous what? hacking Russia or
3: Scrotum Cult hacking Rockets Twitter?
0: Ooh!
3: Oh <laughs> man,
5: you're hitting too close to home with the it's with like the, the, the Twitter account
6: has been compromised.
5: No, <laughs> that's when I get bounced on a, on Twitter because of that. Okay, <laughs> ding, Colt. Okay, so. Good stuff all around. I fully expect to be 0-2. I would like to be competitive. But as y'all were saying earlier, at the at the end of the day, this is the tail end of the season. It's all about every game is going to count in terms of whether or not we're going to get a top pick. So I fully expect to go 0-2, especially a hungry Clippers team. Look, this is a team full of role players. They all want to do well. They're all trying to show out until Paul George gets healthy. And like I said, they're four and a half behind. They're trying to get to the 60. They're trying to avoid the play-in. So they're going to try to win as many games as possible. And if you can get a few gimmies against the Rockets, you're absolutely going to take advantage of that. All right, boys. Let's move on to the next segment. I want to play a game. I wanted to play a game. I wanted to do a little Rockets game for the boys. A little a little fun-ski over here at Be More Pacific. Are y'all open to playing a quick game? Not at all. As you can see, as you can see, there's no notes. No notes at all. No notes at all on my phone. Is
6: this straight from the dome? This is
5: No, I've had this idea, but I want y'all to know that I didn't cheat. I did not cheat on this. Right. I literally just thought off the top of my head. I'm scared. Let's go. <laughs> all right, y'all. So in honor of NBA 75, now granted, we're not going to pick 75, so don't you worry. That's going to be like a, if we ever did that, that would be like a three-part, four-part episode but I, don't I do want to ask you guys in honor of this, in honor of the NBA 75, we are going to pick our top 10 Rockets players in history. Bonus points if you want to do it in order and proceed to lose the entire fan base because you decided to put Dwight in top 10.
6: Oh, ouch.
5: <laughs> but... Now here, here's my question: Are we each doing a top ten? No, that's or are what we I was saying. This, or are we I was like thinking maybe collaborating. We should probably like... do a collaborative and see if we can all be in agreement with each other. Okay. Okay. Can I we like try that. that? Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Well, look, let's start. Let's start with our guests, obviously. G. GM, we'll take a little backseat here. We'll I feel like we'll, we'll we can pick the later
3: ones. Are you, are you gonna give us the two layups at one and two? Because it's not it's I mean it's Well, pretty basically easy it's gonna be a
5: draft, yeah. I might
7: surprise y'all. No,
5: So Jackson, <laughs> I'm gonna Don't give, give me you, number one. So basically this will be all be draft picks. We're gonna go up till we get to ten and we'll see if we can agree, or if you can maybe show a legit argument to change the person's mind. Okay, I like, I like this. I like this. All right. See if you can lawyer them. Shout out to you, Roosh. Okay. <laughs> Jackson. Oh, my gosh. So tough. Lobbing it up over to you. Number one in Rocket's history. Who are we going with in the top ten?
3: Luther Head. No, okay.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> no uh, okay. Rocket Legends. Yes.
3: <laughs> Hakeem Olajuwon. Easy. All right. All I,
1: I, that should be that.
5: no contest across the board. No. So, someone uh, could, if someone argues this at this restaurant, I will legit... I will throw hands He stole my class. number two pick. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs>
6: oh. <laughs> Damn. Stop. We know it's Tim and go number one. We know. He didn't even make the top The only number one.
7: No,
6: this just guy. Just
7: wow. The only number one.
6: <laughs> he was formerly a number three for like eight games. That's true, yeah.
5: <laughs> All right, number two, T-Smooth. Who is number two overall? Now, granted, I know... I feel like I know who number two is, but...
7: It's, it's got to be James Harden. It's got to be. Respect. Respect. For everything he did for this city, I mean, it can't be anybody else.
6: Absolutely. I mean, you know, the greed, the only two guys that have, well, actually, there's a third MVP player that has played for the Rockets prior, but those are the two most impactful MVP players that have played for the Houston Rockets, so we totally agree with that.
5: Absolutely. GM, over to you now. This is where it kind of gets a little difficult.
6: One and two is set in stone. Mm-hmm. But number three. My number three player will be Moses Malone. That's where and I would go with number three. Honestly, in my three? opinion. He led us to our first NBA finals in nineteen eighty one to play the Celtics. And I do not recall if he won the MVP that year in Houston, but he did average about like what fifteen to seventeen rebounds and twenty seven points a game. Like, yo. That's just my opinion though. I can be wrong, unless y'all want to go like... Does anyone have a rebuttal? I do have a rebuttal. Oh, oh see, there you go, Jackson. See, there you go, there you go. Here's
5: a rebuttal.
3: I think that you have to consider Rudy T up there. Touche, oh, touche. Yes. And, and now here's the... Was, was he the, on that team as well? Yeah.
6: I, so I believe.
3: Here's the problem with Rudy T is because are, are we weighing them exclusively as players or do you also weigh in the fact that he later came back to coach the Rockets and was the coach yeah. of the championship teams? Because in that regard... As strictly a player, I could see him maybe being a couple pegs further down on the all-time Rockets list. Mm -hmm. But I don't think you can look at Rudy T and not also associate him as the head coach of the championship years of the Rockets. And so I think that does boost him up a little bit higher up on the list than if you were to just evaluate him as a player. For that, I agree.
6: If we're going to go coaching and player, the whole landscape of the career, Rudy T would absolutely have to be number three. I was analyzing it as player exclusive, correct? But see that's that's the thing is yeah. should
3: should we just do it as player player exclusive because these other guys haven't had a chance to retire and then coach the Rockets and do the two So is it so is it an unfair argument to also factor in his career post playing days It's tough I mean he was like what a
6: five six time all-star as yeah. a Rocket as well He
3: still has a claim to like mm. a top 5 spot as an all-time Rocket Absolutely, Absolutely. Mm-hmm but it's just whether or not you factor in the coaching as well. So Kenny's I had to throw the in the caveat.
6: Commish, what is, oh, what is
3: your ruling here? You can't here. put
5: it on me. You can't put it on me. Okay. You're, You're the commissioner. The... You have to come up All with
6: right. a final say.
5: I will come up with the final say.
3: Kenny Silver.
5: Coaching <laughs> Kenny
6: Silver,
3: yo. That's a great that, that just sounds like you just sound like a like a famous jazz player. Kenny Silver oh, coming dude. on the stage. <laughs>
6: if anyone watched Parks and Recreation,
3: Duke, Duke Silver,
5: my Duke boy. There you Jazz go. <laughs> and all I thought of was Utah and I was just like, bro, why are you gonna put me there? Why are you gotta why are you gonna call me out like that? Alright. Okay. I bet top ten Rockets all time. Which could, you know, equate it to being player and coach. But NBA 75 has it equated to
6: I think just players. I think they had their own list of top 10 all-time coaches, correct? Was that what they did? If
5: I'm going to go based on, if we go by the criteria based on NBA 75, which would be players, I will have to say Moses Malone. Okay. Which would be the number three. I don't think Moses is a wrong answer, by no, the way. No, like I'm just, I wanted to
3: play devil's advocate there for a minute and throw in the little point about Rudy T. That's all. Yeah. I like the Moses pick.
5: It was a perfect pick because well, it's a perfect pick because it set me up for Rudy T at number four. Yeah, that was my exact thing. I was like, "Yo, number go. four, Rudy T, let's go!" Not, I better not get any rebuttal from y'all.
6: I will say this though, if we're gonna go with players, would you put Rudy T above Calvin Murphy in regards oh, to impact? I mean, no offense, that's just my that's just what I'm thinking. He, dude, he was like the, the greatest free I throw shooter of trade, all time. I think
5: you can trade him all. I think they're interchangeable at 4 and 5. Touche,
6: but I'm not going to argue yeah. the placement if you're going to put Rudy T at 4. Are, you gonna,
5: are y'all going to? Are you going to rebuttal and tell me why Eric Gordon's in top 5? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think I'm getting a call from Ray <laughs> Stop.
7: All right, well, is there
5: any rebuttal in regards to Rudy T?
3: I have no rebuttal with Rudy okay. T at 4, seeing as how I already made my rebuttal for him possibly being 3.
5: <laughs> All right, well, lob it up over to you, sir, at number 5.
3: I think it's got to be Calvin Murphy then like it it becomes a pretty clear choice you know once you get out of the top three as far as most talented like just individual talents for the Rockets Hakeem, Harden, Moses then you get to Rudy T, Calvin interchangeably at four and five for just their impact on the Rockets organization as well as their talent level their accolades as players all of that yeah I think it's got to be Calvin at number five.
5: Good call, good call. I totally respect it. We are halfway home here. Number 6
6: over to you. This is where it gets dicey. There so, it this goes is too. Where very
5: dicey. It gets very dicey, but so, I feel like you know your people, so.
7: I'm I'm going with the personal favorite,
5: oh. this guy. Tell me why it's Joe Green. <laughs> just, 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 just <laughs> it. Dude.
3: Tell me why it's Tra- Mooch Norris.
5: Oh,
7: oh. My <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Tracy McYummy. <McYamin. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kitty, come back. Where are you the, going?
3: The commissioner storms <laughs> off in protest.
7: <laughs> he, he he is in disagreement. I'm, he is. Tell me uh, why. Tell me why. I'm I'm going with Yao Ming. Who? Yao Ming.
5: Oh, over Team X. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this TMAC. is why you continue to be on our pod. Thank you, <laughs>
7: dude. I mean, the
5: Thank amount you. of Chinese
7: fans we have now because of
5: him, <laughs> dude. The ambassador, but what he did. I mean, Shanghai shakes. I mean, the dude at his peak was. All right, he can be the CFO because he's thinking money.
6: There you go, there you go. Hey. He's thinking the big. He's got big brand thinking. Let's think
7: about that. The more money we get, the better players we get. So,
5: oh, amen, brother. Yeah, amen to that. So, any rebuttals as regards to why Yao Ming should not be number six?
6: My only rebuttal would be Clyde because he's won a title, and you know, if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have had back-to-back championships. In my opinion. Um, the impact that he made, especially that game four in the first round, we were down 2 1 against Utah, and that man put up about what like 37 points. And that game, man, if it wasn't for that game, we wouldn't be there. You probably might not have made it out the first round. So, um, yeah, I'm with you on that. I was, yeah, I, I thought I like as much as
3: I love Yao Ming, and really, yeah. he was, you know, at the obviously like my formative years were with. You know Stevie franchise in the early two thousand Rockets, and then I've I've got a very strong connection to the Yao Ming Tracy McGrady era Rockets, absolutely. Yeah. But I'm in agreement. I think Clyde Drexler should be higher up on the list than Yao Ming.
6: I wouldn't mind putting Yao a peg below. What is it? Five would be number six, and Yao number seven. That's just I would I would go with that. Are we overruling here? Is that what uh, how, is this is how it, this
5: game works? Well, well T's move. Do you did we you're well, the, well? Did they convince you otherwise, or do you still believe Yao? No, I mean, it's that's just a personal. Yeah. choice. Yes, yeah. But I'll tell you this though, he'll still be in top ten though. Oh yeah. Yao Ming course. will still be in the top all ten. Right, for I, sure. If he's not in the top ten, I'm flipping the table. <laughs> <laughs> equipment, equipment, and all. Okay. I will, this will be the first overrule of it, I will overrule it, just because of the fact that Clyde won a title in H-Town, brought the second title, the last title that we've ever owned mm-hmm. in 1995, almost 30 years ago, To uh, 30 years ago, yeah, 27 years. So, I'll go with what well, number six. Number six, we'll go Clyde Drexler. Number seven, do not make the mistake here. Number seven.
6: I'm going to go with Tracy I'm sorry sorry, Tim we're going to go Yao Ming number seven Yao Ming Um, I don't think there's an argument for that Tim made the argument for him at number six Um, that argument will put him at seven in my opinion just his global branding as an ambassador for China and for the Rockets the man brought just so much fandom to Houston and if it wasn't for him we might not have the same global branding And his impact was just felt. The the magnitude of everything overall was huge. Like, if anyone remembers Shaq versus Yao 1 in Houston, that game, dude, if you saw the clips in China, it was unbelievable. And the very first. Sorry? Sorry?
5: What do you.
6: Wait, what'd you say? I was just saying like the very first few minutes of that game when he blocked Shaq like two or three times. Oh, yeah. I no, believe that was probably one well, of the most hype moments I've ever experienced. Well, we're not even talking ga-
5: We're not even talking game one against Portland in 09 when he proceeded to score like the first 10 points of the game mm-hmm. or even game one in 09 in the second round against the Lakers where he went knee-to-knee against Kobe, came back, hit the far, hit the long-range two-point jump shot that would get James Harden out of his mind, by the way. <laughs> and Matt Bullard because he, he just dislikes long-range twos. But the fact... And, we're talking about just the game at the apex of it. He was so dominant, mm-hmm. most dominant big in the NBA at that point. It was him and Dwight Howard, but he would always have his way with Dwight Howard. Yeah, I totally agree. Number seven, it's over to me now at number eight. Guys, I'm going to be honest here. I I feel like you guys wouldn't disagree. We're all around the same age, so I feel like we'll, we'll be, we could be in agreement here, but maybe, I don't know if he should be lower. I'm going to go with, even though he only spent two years here, I'm going to go Chris Paul. Just because of the fact that he got us closer than we would have ever had in in the last almost 30 years at this point, the numbers that he provided, the clutchness, the the culture that he set on the team, the impact on the city, on the team in those two years, personally for me, made me feel like we had him for seven years as opposed to only
6: two. I have a rebuttal. Okay, go ahead. I'm going to go John Lucas, and I'll tell you why. Ah. He was very impactful in the 80s. And unfortunately, he was suspended um, when we were vying for the title as a starting point guard because he did get hammered down with drug charges. But what he has done for all the youngsters in Houston as a coach, I think he's just his impact has been felt for generations.
5: But well, I'm still talking in terms of players. Okay,
6: we're talking in terms of players. Players. Chris Paul. We
5: have to and go Unfortunately, on. we already set the
3: precedent earlier yeah, with Rudy. I know. Out. I know. I know. I just so wanted to. You impress- did this to yourself. I just wanted to
6: mention his name. Yeah, he, he deserved it. He deserved it. Okay, he did,
3: he did deserve the mention. John Lucas is an absolute legend oh, and, and yeah. one of the best human beings on the planet.
5: Absolutely. I, I'm not in disagreement in terms of how he is, but if we're going by NBA 75, I have to be real. I'm, I'm putting Chris Paul there. Is there any other rebuttal as to why Chris Paul should not be number
6: eight? I have no argument.
5: You know what I mean? Like, there's still other great players out there.
6: If you want to go one time All Star Otis Thorpe. Right. <laughs> I, I, what about Mario I, Ellie, man? <laughs> I think I don't know
3: man I, I think I think of the Rockets from the nineties from the championship era, I think you have to look at Robert Ori. Yes. Like that like I, I feel like Robert Ori may have a claim to a higher spot on this top ten list than Chris Paul, if only because again, the longevity factor for Chris Paul, his he had a really impressive two years here, absolutely. But it was a short-lived two years. He did have injuries both years, and despite them them making it, you know, you know, a deep run to the Western Conference Finals that first year, obviously coming up a little bit short, a disappointing year the second year, and then you know his exit, unfortunately, at the hands of James Harden and Daryl Morey and everybody in charge. Like the whole situation, kind of ended with a sour taste in your mouth, unfortunately. So I feel it's I feel incredibly torn because I, I love Chris Paul's time as a Rocket. I don't know if he's worthy. worthy of a top 10 spot all time for the Houston Rockets just because of that two-year window. I, I, I agree. Robert Orr is the most clutch player of all time.
5: Well, I, I feel like it can't be me now because, uh, I mean, it's my... Well, oh, I guess I can be convinced otherwise. We,
3: we can, I mean, we can overrule
6: you again <laughs> if, we, <laughs> if, we, if we vote I, I in will favor. Say, I will say this, though. I do believe that Chris Paul deserves a top 10 spot. I'll disagree with you in regards to that, just in my opinion. But in the grand scheme of things, I agree with Jackson in regards to Robert Ori being up there because role players make huge impacts. There's an argument for Mario Ellie being up there. You know what I mean? Like, in the grand and scheme of this everything. this point,
7: we might as well just have the entire 94-95 team.
3: As a number 8-9-10. <laughs> yeah, oh no, number 10 on the list is just the entire
5: 94-95 team there no, you go don't no, call that like, I, okay you you guys all make valid points I will bequeath the pick over if we believe that Robert Ory was the the bigger was the, deserves to be higher than Chris Paul and I love that we can all argue in a very respectful manner like this is like the nicest argument I think I've ever heard in my life
3: no day. screw you you're wrong
5: oh, <laughs> oh he'll turn Jackson Gatlin He's not wearing a jean jacket anymore it's a black hoodie okay so I'm g- it's I'm like I'm like Venom the black hoodie is yeah. just taking me over like well, you just, have, the, we do have the black and the white on it's
3: almost like you are going full symbiotic on me oh wow it is a little bit I didn't even realize <laughs> that that is very unintentional I am not Eddie Brock
5: you have like a, like a little second personality popping in here like, what, what is it with a low voice come on beat his <laughs> or something like that But a symbiote yeah <laughs> okay I will I will agree. I will bequeath it I will bequeath it over just because of the fact that long term and what the way that Chris Paul ended. I still believe Chris Paul should be number ten. I mean not number ten, but should be in the top ten. But that's up to Jackson and Tim because y'all have the last two picks. Jackson, over to you at number nine. Robert number eight was Robert Ory, number nine. Who do we have?
3: This is another one where I'm incredibly torn because of his ending with the Rockets, but
6: that first title doesn't happen without Vernon Maxwell. Game 7 clutch shot. Game th- Was it Game 3 when he went off in Phoenix in the semifinals? You know, like, he scored 23 points in the second half. I mean, if it wasn't for him, he'd be down 3-0. Spit Jackson,
5: Mad
3: ma- Max, baby. Look, the, the, the tenure and the way that it ended with the Rockets was disappointing. Yes, he has made his amends for that. He's apologized for how things you know, ended with his relationship with the Rockets, obviously, then bringing Clyde Drexler that that next year, him, you know, quote-unquote quitting on the team, all of that, it's tough. It's tough to stomach the way that that relationship ended. But that first title does not happen without Mad Max. I feel like you have to put him in there in the top ten. And so I'm going to make him my pick at number nine.
5: No argument on my part. I love Mad Max. I That's my boy. T-Smooth, do you have a rebuttal there? Nope. Number nine, (laughs) Vernon Maxwell. And I love it because Robert Ory does deserve to be higher. Vernon just because he he, I mean Ori was there in both he was present for both championships he hit the big
3: shots big shot Bob like I mean he was in and you know it it really burns it stings because there's that you know whole like let's play uh you know let's go back and take a look at what could have happened right the what if scenarios if the Rockets don't move uh Ori and right Ori Sam Cassell for Charles Barkley yes yep Yep. unfortunately Brown. Like, you know, that's uh, shout out Chucky Brown. You know, <laughs> if they don't make that move, right? What does that look like with Sam Cassell and Robert Ory, who are both incredibly impactful players? Mm-hmm. And it's not that Charles wasn't, but he was clearly over the hill at that time. He still had his impact, but it just wasn't exactly what they needed it to be to, to continue yes. winning at the highest yes. level. So I think I think Robert Ory and he went on to have an incredible career past the Rockets. So I, I, go Robert Ory at eight, Vernon Maxwell at nine, which brings us home to pick number ten.
5: Okay. Let's over do to you, Tim? number 10. And tell me why it's Sam to sell because his number is 10. I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> kidding. I'm sorry. I don't mean to put the pressure. The best part
3: is because we're doing the live on location pod, you can hear Tim every time he sets the mic down in exasperation, just like the little
5: <laughs> on the table.
6: Like, <laughs> He's like, I'm done. I'm done like, with God this. i Damn I'm good. it. You ain't got a guy's gonna put
5: me on the spot like that. Tim, number 10, over to you. You're probably gonna overthrow me for this one too.
7: I'm going, Mr. Dunk on Sean Bradley. 13 and 30
5: seconds.
7: No. <laughs> Tracy McGrady. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Highlight Reel himself. I, I hate
6: to say it, but I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm okay with that pick. I'm okay, okay. with that pick. I'm okay I with Snack in the just. top ten. Yes, like, I, yes me, like, too. me too. I don't
3: ha- look, yeah, it's unfortunate that he never got the Rockets out of the first round. Mm-hmm. But it's it wasn't for lack of trying. I think I think a lot of people try to point at Trace McGrady as having no heart, no fire, no, no Tracy McGrady is an all-time great player, and at one point was compared to Kobe Bryant. There were legitimate arguments about who was the better player.
7: Yes, absolutely. Even according to Kobe. <laughs> yeah,
3: and yeah. it was it was unfortunate that injuries derailed his career. He added all that muscle and unfortunately it just it, you know it, it did damage to his knees, to his back, all of that. But Tracy McGrady had some impressive years here in Houston. Yes. And to throw those to the side when he was, you know, arguably more like in the T MAC Yao era, I think the T Mac was the face of the team like he was the number one he was the Absolutely. leader Yao, because of his more quiet personality reserved mm-hmm. self the language barrier at times he didn't have the you know way to connect with the fans the, the way that T Mac did mm-hmm. and i think yao took over towards the end of that T Mac yao era and yao was the face of the team for his final couple seasons in houston before eventually being you know shut down for good but i think you have to give tracy mcgrady his flowers as an all-time rocket i agree
6: I mean, I, I, there, there could be an argument for Steve Francis, but yeah. I think he's just a shade outside the top ten based on impact. That's just my opinion, though.
7: <sighs> All right. Nope, I win, Kenny. It's three on one. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no.
3: He, he's the commish. He gets the final say. And if he, he look, he might be able to convince me here. What you got? Are you trying? Are you going to convince me? I, I, see, I don't know if I can be convinced. Chris Paul over Trace
5: McGrady, and that's what's tough. It's a fair. Fi- fi- I'm okay. I would put CP3 well, over. Well, how T-Mack, about how about I go? Oh, well, how about the fact that we got out of the first round with CP3? Ooh. <laughs> how about the fact that we got out of the first round in his first year? I mean, there's a. But there's he didn't have James wins. Harden. <laughs> he didn't have James Harden. That's right. He didn't have Clint Capella. Didn't have Trevor Ariza <laughs> knocking down threes.
7: Touché. Look, if you
3: give Trace McGrady James Harden in his prime, oh I'm sure God. that T-Mac is making it out of the okay. first round. I'm All just going to put it out there. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Or a
5: healthy Yao. I mean
3: exactly right.
5: okay I will I will hang on I will set personal feelings aside and the player himself y'all win <laughs> I will concede number 10 begrudgingly he concede. let me, let me pour this man a drink Tracy, <laughs> like it will go to Tracy Milhouse McGrady I feel like that is not even his you middle name but I'm calling him
6: man up. Milhouse please
5: Tracy McGrady is number 10 overall on this list. I need to go to the bathroom and throw up real quick. But all jokes aside, I thought that that was great. We literally attacked the top 10. And and I want to post this. I want to post this on Twitter. I want to post this on Instagram. I want to know what people think. And I'm putting this out there. I'm putting the challenge out there for you all. Go ahead and join us. Play with us. Like, Let us know. Like, Is there any other players that you want to put in the top 10? Would you want to put... Ralph Sampson in the top ten. Would you want to put OT Chris Paul Eric, Eric Gordon? I feel like AG to a degree. I'm not joking. I feel like EG to a degree. His longevity. Shane Battier. A- yeah. I almost pick Shane. I was, Shane never, is. I, I thought somebody. <laughs> Shane's great. We really all love Shane. Top ten role players of all time. Shane yeah, is like yeah. top three or four, maybe. So good stuff. All around, guys. That was a great game. I want everybody to join us on that. Look, in honor of NBA 75, give me your top 10. De- we can't do 75. I feel like by 75, we're going to pick, like, I don't know. Who would, number, who would number 75 be on the Rockets, just for fun?
3: Isaiah Cannon. Ooh. Uh, uh,
5: not Luther Head? Aaron Brooks.
3: Are you kidding me? Luther oh, Head no. would be in the top not 25. Come on. Not no. Aaron Brooks. Aaron Brooks is better than that. Bobby Brown. MIP. <laughs> oh, that's a pretty good pick. Vasily Spinoulis. Would you
5: go Derek? Was it? Derek Anderson?
3: The, oh, the the Australian, Scotty Brooks,
6: I mean, <laughs> Richie from
5: oh yeah. I'm just coming up with every third string <laughs> Rockets yeah. player I can think just of. of that's straight, man. Just think of all the players that basically were were great uh, bench <laughs> bench. What do you call that? Good encourager? No, motivational bench players. I suppose the
6: cheer but, the, the, the cheer squad. You know. All right, y'all. Good
5: stuff all around. I appreciate y'all for enjoy. You know for for enticing me into this game real quick top 10 rockets players in honor of nba 75 i appreciate that thank you
7: progressive snapshot can save you money based on how you drive and how much you drive so the safer you drive the more money you could save now if you didn't hear that because you were looking at your phone while driving let me say it again seriously put down your phone that is so unsafe if you didn't do stuff like use your phone while driving you could save money with progressive snapshot but saving or not just put it down and if you did hear it the first time because you weren't looking at your phone nice work you'd love snapshot from progressive because it rewards safe drivers progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates snapshot not available in california and north carolina or from all agents
3: hey everyone this is chris chavez aka the nature boy woo! and you are listening to the summit state of mind podcast
5: What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Summit State of Mind, presented by the Minute Media Podcast Network. Once again, we are live at Be More Pacific, live recording with the GM, Jack. Thank you. Big time thank yous to Jackson and Tim for meeting us at the Summit. Jackson had to dip. Uh, Tim is out there enjoying the market as we speak, but we have another guest that decided to meet us at the summit we gave, the op- we gave everybody the open mic and someone answered the challenge I appreciate him for coming on um, I want you to give us your name we, I, I, I personally I, you know, we both know who you are you're our boy but tell the people G- give us your name give us your Twitter ad
4: uh, name is uh, I Franchise and I'm on Twitter as uh, Ike Cuellar that's I-K-E-C-U-E-L-L-A-R
5: awesome bro how long have you been a Rockets fan for?
4: Uh, been a Rockets fan for all my life. Really started watching them when we had uh, Steve Francis and Katina Mobley um, on the team as rookies. And, you know, that's when I really became a big-time fan. Had no idea that we won the championships. I, I was just watching the games and thought that, you know, this team is awesome. <laughs> you know?
6: I the, love that, though, the, man. That's the, the, the innocence. Perf- the birth of the
5: fandom started in the franchise years. I, I got to be honest, man. My, my fandom started during the T-Mac era. It was when, after we traded, because I'm, I'm 29, so I got into it when I was maybe like 11, 12 years old. But the basis of like everyone that we talked to, Steve Francis is typically the, the, the base of everyone's fandom when it started, obviously. Right. You know, Steve Francis, Tino Mobley, what, Kelvin Cato? Well, oh, man, my man, the oh, most overpaid man. man. Yeah. Mo Taylor? Come yeah. on, bro. Well, dude, Ike, man, I appreciate you for coming on. First First guest, you know, we did the open mic. I appreciate you coming on. I wanted to talk to you, though, about the game. Last night you said you, you told me earlier you were able to watch the game. But what were your opinions overall? You know, you can talk about Jalen Green, talk about um, Christian Wood on how his 3 of 13 free throw shooting and why he should hmm. not be shooting from the feet throw- well, you could hack a you could hack a wood at this point Correct. in his career so what did you think overall of the game
4: uh, i think we look really good uh coming out you know after the all-star break there was this emphasis of us coming out uh playing more aggressive and trying to win more games as kbj was talking about um you can really see it on the court uh, Jalen was way more assertive and aggressive, you know, like, especially in transition, um, making moves um, early before, you know, letting the defense set up. And he had, like, one of his best performances of the season. So I think that overall, you know, it, for, for Jalen Green, it was really good. But, you know, Christian Wood um, with those free throw issues, it, it just – Ongoing,
5: it's not good man. For us, man. Ongoing, yeah. ongoing. I, I alluded to to you earlier that he was shooting seventy percent from the free throw line his entire career. Now down to fifty eight uh, this season. How astronomical in terms of the percentages and how how tough it is for our team to to win games. Like you know, that's definitely winnable. It's the magic. They have the worst record in the entire NBA. And the fact that if you hit. 10 of those free throws from 3 for 13. If you go perfect, 13 for 13, you win the game by 1. I mean, that's ridiculous if you really think about it. Down 9, we lost by 9, 119 to 110. And the fact that if you hit 10 free throws, you win the game. So,
4: Yeah, it's definitely something that he has to work on. I saw a video earlier where he was uh, practicing free throws, Mm -hmm. you know, in practice. But there's nothing like the free throws in the game. I think it's more pressure. Um, You're thinking about it a little bit more, so I think it's just mental for him at this point. Because you know, I think he can he can probably be a sixty percent free throw shooter easily, easily, or seventy percent if he gets really good at it. But um, he just I think once he understands that um, he's he's really not going to be like a a cornerstone.
5: There you go. Tell the people. Tell the people. Yeah, absolutely.
4: He's not going to be a cornerstone (laughs) of the team. Then I think he can play more freely because I think it's a lot of pressure on him.
5: Absolutely. I think, in terms of what he brings to the table as a player, look, skill wise, he's, he's great. Like, I think if you just took based on skill, he's one of the most skilled big men in the NBA today by far. But the fact of the matter is he sees himself as a max guy. He sees himself as a number one option. It's hard for me to blame him. He sees sees himself like that on this team. But at the same time, the team is turning the page and they're trying to cultivate Jalen Green to be the franchise cornerstone, whereas you have the rebuttaling Christian Wood still vying to be, oh, I'm that guy. I'm your guy now. So why are you trying to take away my shots, my free throws, my my time where i can shine here and be that guy but when it's funny when you were talking about free throws and how it's different from in-game to practice and it made me think of nick anderson and i'm looking right at the gm nick anderson first thing i thought about in terms of laughing from the free throw line and not being successful whatsoever. Yeah. Do you think Christian Wood can ever recover? From, do you think this is recoverable? It's not NBA Finals. It's not Game 1. He had missed free four free throws in a row to lose the game. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, for God's sakes, the man
6: airballed a free throw. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, um, not going to fault him for his confidence. Let's say that. He's a very impactful player in a variety of ways. Excuse me. But... There are things that he tries to do that are just not conducive to any sort of success. He tries to play like a guard. Granted, he is not a guard. That's just not who he is, right? He is a lot better as a catch and shoot guy, pick and roll, roll guy to the rim. You know, like that's what they had acquired him for when we had James Harden. And the thing now is that what he is trying to do now is that with all of that, he's trying to expand his game to the detriment of the whole team. Unfortunately, that is not fair, but that's just how it is, considering that we're a losing team. But in regards to the free throw shooting, there could be a way to improve that, but I will be honest with you, that's a confidence issue, that's a mental issue. We've seen a guy like Josh Smith, who shot a very decent amount of free throws very well in the beginning of his career. And then once, you know, as years went by in Atlanta, going into Detroit, and then Houston, he just wasn't a good player free throw shooter and he even said on a podcast a while ago saying that confidence is a thing and mentally you can be fried and it can just hurt you you know what i mean if you're if anybody at this table if we were not confident in something we're gonna have a little bit of you know we're just not gonna be sure we're gonna be a little anxious to do something and so for christian wood the fact that i i admire him for going strong to the basket and getting free throws but at the end of the day you're not shooting free throws really well, bro. You're, like, even worse than Dwight Howard. Oh, that huh, is don't, not don't good. Say Dwight. Don't Don't hack a Dwight like that, man. You I mean it's, mean, it's not fair, but that's just that's just what it is. That's the name of the game. I so, you know.
4: I, I remember uh, Clint Capella had a stretch where he was struggling with his free throws, too. And, you know, the guy, he worked on it. He got better. He improved. And it wasn't that much of a problem later on in the season because... <laughs> we're beating teams by double digits. Absolutely. And, um, but he, overall, he got better at it. You know, he worked on it. You know, he stayed focused and, and, um, I think Christian Wood can do that. It's just about, you know, you know, getting out out of his head because I I really think it's mental. Absolutely. Absolutely. Is he
5: willing to put in the work too? That's the thing. Like, I, I don't I don't fault the man for for having such a great skill set, but it's it's work. You have to put in the work, you have to be willing to get over it uh, physically to be able to work on your free throw. But I think free throw honestly is almost 80% mental and like twenty percent physical at this point. I feel like once you lose it, it's hard to get it back. And by no means we're not trying to win a title, we're not making the playoffs. These free throws are at the end of the day, in the grand scheme of things, they're not gonna kill not gonna right. kill anything. But at the end of the day, we do, we, he can do better than three of 13. I mean, gosh, I'll settle for eight of 13, nine yeah. of 13, you know yeah. what I mean? So I totally get what you mean. I, let's let's turn the page over to KPJ now. Did you have any thoughts on Rod Garden KPJ, man? You know, he turned his ankle. We were talking about earlier with Jackson whether or not he was going to play the next game. What about you? What, did you? what do you think? Do you think he's going to play the next game or is it going to be a, a shrewder start? Shout out to the Colts. Uh,
4: well, I think uh, they said that he was questionable. Uh, that came out today and said that he was questionable for tomorrow's game, but I think he looked uh, really good yesterday when they had shooter running the point guard
6: with those two, Jalen and,
4: and KPJ correct. on the court. Yeah, and they had Jalen and KPJ on the wing doing their thing, being best at what they do, which is score the ball. And we just looked like a like a different offense when when those three were on the floor at the same time. So I think we. We put more of that in, in our offense, we can have more of a, you know, up-paced, more fast offense transition, more points, you know? Yeah. And, uh, it's, you know, that's that's the way we kind of want to play with these young guys that we have. Absolutely. I mean, you got the right
6: idea there. Because, I mean, even though Kevin Porter Jr. is his first year as a point guard, Dennis Schroeder is the veteran. And there are many things that KPJ can learn from him, same as Jalen. And it gives KPJ other ways to be effective off the ball. And it allows him to be more versatile on that end as well. Because even though he is ball dominant, he does move off the ball very well. And when you see that, it it shows a lot about KPJ's capabilities on the offensive side. We know that he is a very solid man defender. um, But... On the offensive side, man, he's already kind of found his niche as the point guard. But with Dennis shooter out there, it gives him an opportunity to get comfortable off the ball as well. And like we've seen prior, Kevin Porter Jr.'s feel on the offensive end has really improved. He's not forcing any issues. So when it comes down to all of that, I think Ike is right. Like that three-headed monster potentially could be something as we trend towards the end of the season. And you're right. I want to see a lot more of that as well when that opportunity does present itself. But hopefully uh, KPJ does heal up very soon, and we'd love to see him back out on the court. Yeah, for sure,
4: man, because you, you love to have a guy out there that's been, you know, in playoff games, that has the experience, You can kind of pick them up whenever they have a bad play. Like, hey, it's okay, don't worry about it, we get Absolutely. it on the next play. Yeah. With t- these two young guys, they're going to make a lot of mistakes, they're still young. And especially with KPJ running the point guard, so you know I think it, it's going to be good for us.
5: Yeah, I want to see. I, I actually want to see shooter start. I want to see shooter start again at home with Jalen Green, with Eric Gordon, with Jayshon Tate. I want to see how shooter can kind of write the sh- not write the ship, not not the wrong way of saying it, but like. I want to see how he can perform with this team with christian wood on the floor obviously it didn't it didn't end well right before all-star break but i do want to see him in more reps in this situation if kpj is unavailable obviously i don't think he's going to be available that turn of the ankle was was horrible it was on his own i said this earlier in the episode i it just looked nasty and i think he should take a, maybe like a few games my boy's still 21 he heals faster than all of us because because you know he's we're feeling the old bird bones, man. We're, we're definitely in the older folks. Of the, uh, if we were all on the Rockets right now, we'd all be the KG veterans oh, yeah, of the team.
6: Sure. I'd probably but, be on the injured list, bro. Oh, <laughs> okay,
5: easily, by far. But I think that as a whole, though, in terms of what this team can do in the next two games, I just want to see the continued development. I want to see swag champ Jalen Green continue to be a swag champ and get better every single game look when the last stretch of the last 22 games of the nba season we're going down to game 60 on sunday which is tomorrow but today by the time the episode comes out i want to see further development i don't need them to win but i want us to be competitive and that's going to turn my question over to you ike my last question for you is look we got two games against the clippers who do you and, and do you think that like, what do you think? Like, are we going to go 0-2? Do you think we can split the series? Or are you going to be the one guy on the pod that says sweep? 2-0 against the Clippers. <laughs> what do you think?
4: Uh, I think we go, we split it. I think we go 1-1. One one, uh, I like your confidence, bro. Because I do. I uh, 2 and 0. <laughs> it, I believe it's a, uh, is it a back-to-back game? Or is it, we play tomorrow and then we play on Tuesday. But um, I think we split it. I mean, the Clippers are... Tough team man. They, Absolutely they, they man beat us pretty bad Before the all-star break Yeah we were
6: all together When we watched that game Yeah sure. Hell yeah, yeah
4: dude But I think that You know we, we can give them a tough run For their money There's
5: gotta be a comeback At this point right? Yeah
4: And um, Just Just Let Jalen Be aggressive Like he was yesterday Let him get His shots up I know it's tough Because We have so many mouths To feed As far as the The young guys wanting to get their shots But just let him be uh, aggressive like yesterday.
5: Absolutely. I want to see that and I want to see the continued success of Jalen Green. At the end of the day we're, we invested the number two pick into him and it's the last, like you said, it's the last stretch of the season. More reps for him. I want to see him continue to play well and I know is going to set him up for success the I way got the, got best, been, the last games that I've seen him, it. I fully <laughs> expected. But Ike Fran, Mr. Franchise himself I appreciate you for coming on. You are the first one to meet us at the summit as a like as an open mic. You are the freaking man, dude. Thank, thank you, man. Ike. Thank you, guys you are for the first ever, on. first ever. No one can take that away from
4: you. For sure. Thank you, y'all. Of course, having me on, brother. Man. Yeah,
5: for sure, man. Actually, I got you back, Ike, man. Thank you for coming the on, bro. Regards to Ike franchise once again. And yeah, make sure boy, to follow our boy, guys. So, yeah, give, our, give, give him a follow. Do you want to give him the follow one more time?
4: Yeah, that's it. I k e c u e l l a r
5: appreciate you man thank you for coming on dude yeah it was was fun and fantastic you're welcome to hang around with us because you know we're gonna try to get more guests in but like we said man this is a live show at be more pacific we wanted to do an open mic opportunity for anyone that wanted to meet us at the summit discuss rockets you know kind of give their you know put forth their opinions and their love obviously so we are joined by another guest to meet us at the summit but this is another dear friend of ours. It's his first time ever meeting us but like I said earlier this is basically Twitter spaces in person it's open mic. You have a free voice here put your voice on our platform and he's putting his voice on our platform give us your name, give us your Twitter at and tell us why you're the third man in our NWO
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's Dave Um, Twitter handle at DC2000 third member because me. You're the mystery third man. <laughs> you
5: are the mystery third man. You came in. You came in Hulkamania shirt, but then you decide you're wearing the red and yellow. But then you're gonna, you know, you're gonna take it off and release the uh, the black and the black, black and white. <laughs> the yeah, cute, white. cute, real American. Is a real American. Here. Wait until uh, wait, wait until Kevin Nash pops in with the wolf pack though. That's a whole other <laughs> Wait till our, wait till our boy Ike comes in with the wolf pack though, with the red and black, and he's like, Nah, man, oh, man. stop that noise. Going after too sweet. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ike is actually joining us also right now. He just has the head set on he's on mute right now but he's honest with he's with us too listening in but dave man look you're you're a good friend of ours for a while shout outs to you you know we watched the royal, we watched the royal rumble together and uh you know we you, you got us those tickets to the nets game which we really appreciate we got to enjoy each other's company there but i asked i you know overall his opinions on the last game but i want to ask your opinion overall on the season you know the fact that they're Fifteen and fifteen and forty-four. They're going into Game sixty coming up here. What was your What was your opinion? Who's your You know, I'll ask you another thing. Give us your opinion. And who's the MVP of the season?
1: <laughs> well,
2: be honest. Like preseason, I was. I guess I was expecting too much. Man. I was like, say, 40 minutes. You were thinking then, playing.
5: I oh, thought yeah. playing too. I thought, okay, <laughs> my man, my man. I thought playing too. Thank you. Okay. Keep the Twitter receipts, guys. I said playing too. I,
6: I admire your positivity, bro. <laughs> I was not as positive, but if, if you're positive, man, that's great because we all want to be positive. Let's be real,
2: here. Sure, true. And was uh, that first game versus the Wolves? I was like, yeah, that was yeah, that was pretty bad. And uh, what we're at 15, 16 minutes now, so it's it's a struggle, but you know, it's part yeah, of the man. process. I mean, it's
6: still fun to watch, still good for us all to see, and you know, like in regards to all of that, dude, like. We're just happy to see us play. I mean, shoot, we all got young guns, and it's all it's all fun. Yeah. And we'll take what we can because I mean, we're not going to be this bad for long. I'll guarantee you that for sure. It's a three-year. It's a three-year
5: build. It's a three-year plan in terms of what this team is. If if you're going based on three years, this is year one on a full, on a full-scale rebuild, clean slate on the season. Obviously, you had James Harden last year, the beginning of the season, but this is the first year in three years regarding where you want this team to be. By year three, I expect us, you know, if you're going to get Powell, one of Paolo, Chet, or Jabari, I fully expect us to, by year three, to either vie for a playing spot or get close to it. But I was there with you, man. I thought this team, like, you know, check, check the receipts in, in past episodes, but I told everybody from the get-go, talent-wise, like, from the bottom of the standings, I thought we were superior than all the other bottom teams. You're talking about the Pelicans, the Magic, The Pistons. I was like, no, we're better, talent-wise, and all this. We could shock people. We could surprise them. It was obviously going to be bent on health and how Silas was going to coach the team. We didn't know he was going to run the double big in the first sixteen games. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. So overall, though, did you give your wait? Did you give your MVP over?
2: Not, who would I mean, you who
5: would you pick? Like so so like who is your favorite player to watch? And tell me why
2: it's not Christian Wood. <laughs>
5: he's he's made his name known on our podcast. We all just love him. But
2: I mean, the obvious choice is uh, probably Jay Shantay. like, bro, my man agrees. I mean, Gordon, of course, has this great season so far. But you know, he has his ways. Obviously, y'all's reaction at the Nets game. So, um, <laughs> but for real. <laughs> But, I mean, Tate's just been consistent other than I think he's injured a few games. But, um, yeah, I mean, (laughs) I would say Christian Wood first few games, but after that, it's like he's a walking turnover and he wants the ball every time. It's like, why? (laughs) No, no,
5: seriously, you have to ask that question
6: every time, like, why he takes the ball. He's a legitimate black hole.
2: It's like he's playing NBA Jam where he controls just him. And it's like he doesn't care about anybody else. And... I don't know. I mean, he could shoot. No, no lie. I mean, he has his post moves and everything, right. but it's just not. It's, it's just not fit for this team right now. I mean, they have to develop everybody else. I mean, granted, he's not. I mean, he's getting there as far as development. He can get better, but um, he's just better on a you know, on another team right now. Like yeah, think mean, rumors with Charlotte was probably the best for him. But. Absolutely, you got PJ
6: Washington, man. Yeah. He was the guy I wanted. Yeah. Exactly. I don't but, think
5: he was gonna. I'm not knocking him as a player. I feel like if you can plug him in in a system where you can use his skill set properly, and what Ike alluded to earlier, if he's not going to be the number one option, mm-hmm. if he can accept the fact that he's not franchise cornerstone, I mean, Ali, could you imagine? Like we've 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 said this a few times in past episodes. Could you imagine putting Christian Wood at the five in Golden State? Yeah. Could you imagine putting Christian Wood, you know, on these teams that can that that you know could use a center? And take this team over the top. I think honestly if he bought in fully to a system that Golden State runs, I think that team would be unstoppable. Like would you have to agree, Ike, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Um, I mean to be like when we got Roko, um there was the room we were trying to get Christian Wood first. Yeah. And you know, I'm curious what could have been instead of Roko. So I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> yes, yeah. we could do all we all we want, but yeah, it's just it's just not a good fit right now. I mean, he's playing out his contract. I mean, it's a bargain, honestly. But you know, yeah, thirteen million is not too bad. Yeah, <laughs> not bad. It's at too,
5: it's, it, it's it's not bad. I know the man wants to get paid max, but Ike, you, I know you had something
4: you wanted to say in regards to Christian Wood too. Like you think he could buy into a system, right? If he was there, yeah, I think he can. I just think that he's a big liability on on the court, not just because you know he wants the ball and take the shots, but he he's also taking minutes away from shingoon um, and i think most of the fan base wants to see shingoon in the lineup getting at least 20 25 minutes um, in there because i think we can all agree shingoon is going to be you know oh, pretty good in the next couple of years in my opinion but um I just think shang ceiling is way, a lot higher than Christian Woods is.
5: Oh, dude, for sure, man. I, I fully see, hopefully at some point, you know, shang can can unlock that starter's minutes and he can, you know, be the cornerstone of what he thinks he is. Look, the apex, I've always said this, Jalen and shang at the apex is freaking, in my opinion, would be Kobe Powell. That would be the dream. I would love to see it. And just imagine you can get someone like Jabari Smith Jr. coming on, who's like a three or four, who's perfect for the system, three-point jumper, three-point jump shot, lockdown defense. Like you're looking at like future. I mean, dare I say, I mean, this would be the cornerstone if they all develop properly into maybe possible champions in the future. Maybe if they can acquire someone like how Chris Paul was to Phoenix later on. You can have something like that for this team to succeed. Maybe it's, you never know, maybe it's Kawhi Leonard later on in life. Maybe it's James Harden later on in life and they fully accept like who they are as as veterans as opposed to being the number one option if they can accept that. Then I mean, the sky's the limit for this team. I'm very excited to see what this team's gonna end up, and it's gonna be a lot of fun to see. And I have to say, it was a lot of fun to have both of y'all on once again. You know, having Icon, and of course, having you, Dave, on our podcast, man. Thank you for you made an appearance, man. We got you on, dude. You're going to WrestleMania. Very jealous, and uh, you know, I just appreciate you. You know, you're not hopping on and being kind of like, like I said, man, the the, the third. The mystery third man on the NWO. So I appreciate you coming. Appreciate you coming on, man. Thank you. Yeah,
2: for sure. Thanks for having me on. Always,
5: man. Always. We have that. You know, it's always a good time to have uh, you on. It's always good to hang out with you and to hang out, obviously, with Ike as well. You guys are all great Rockets fans and, and great Rockets fans, better people. That's why I like. I like to. You know, we surround ourselves with good Rockets Thank fans. You. I to my right, I have Anthony, who's also another big Rockets fan as well. We did the Rockets run together. Shout-outs to him. We're gonna end with another guest who decided to meet us at the summit open mic time. The man decided to meet us and we appreciate it. Good friend of the summer. We just met him a few weeks ago and he's already one he's already up there. You know, he's a he's our he's our boy, you know, all up on Twitter. But yo give us your name give us the name. Give us the Twitter at so the people can know and the people can give you a follow up. My name's kush at is
1: at for Paul. K U S H T O P H E R Paul on Twitter.
5: Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay, awesome man. Good stuff, good stuff. And we appreciate you just for coming on man, you know, all right, man. Awesome, dude. So it's your first time here, obviously, meeting us at the Summit. Look, we talked we talk with Ike. We talked with Dave, our boys at the Summit. And Kush, you are a good friend of ours. You're wearing the Rockets beanie. You're repping it hard, man. 15 and 44, that's not something to be super proud of. But obviously, we're going for top draft picks. I mean, that's the number one option. But what did you want to talk about with us? Like, what do you want to give us your opinion overall on the season? What did you want to talk about?
1: Uh, I think, like... As far as this season, not really looking for, like, wins, really. Just development of our players. Um, honestly, uh, when it comes to, like, Christian Wood, I don't think he's going to – I don't think he's in the long-term plans here. So, I like, I don't think he's – as far as, like, a long-term extension, I don't see him, like, maybe, like, three or four downs the road here. I agree uh, with that, bro. Absolutely. Uh, also, like, Jay, uh Looking for Jalen Green. I think last night was a positive sign. He had a pretty good game, 20 points. Um, one of the things I'm looking for to see in his game is like how he moves without the ball in his hand. There was a play last night where Sengun set a pick for him. He kind of gave him go. A little quick outside the three point line, caught, caught, caught it and shot the three, made it. That's what I'm looking for,
6: for from him. Hey bro, you want to see him play aggressively, you know, dominate with the ball a little bit more, gain some more touches. I mean, you're right, man. Like, I mean, he played so well last night, and you could see that he just had control of the game. And with all of that being said, like, it was pretty much the perfect outcome we could want. Jalen playing well, and yet we still lose. You don't want us to lose, but with the bigger picture going on, it's more important for us to lose considering the ping pong balls and you're right bro like i mean that's that's all we can hope and expect in regards to christian wood bro like shit i would have rather had him gone yesterday but you know what i'm okay with him staying on the team he's helping us get more ping pong balls so i ain't mad at him
5: are you you saying like he's basically what what was avery bradley the tank general he's the tank 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 commander? commander tank commander Yo, Plus, bro! My take- was the tank CEO, my oh guy. My God. <laughs> wow! <laughs> All right, so, okay, cause. Good points overall, and I love and I, and I like the way that you, you know you you understand like the bigger picture of what this team is obviously trying to accomplish. Look, we like to see wins, obviously. The you know, wins are feel good. You want to win every now and then, but I like to harken back to the days where you know the Houston Astros were, you no, know, they we're, were losing hundred plus games. You know that's the the times that people don't end up talking about enough. But I love the idea of the rebuild. I love the idea of what this team is capable of. You're going to have these homegrown talents. And we had Craig Ackerman on about a month ago, and he alluded to this. But having your homegrown talent knowing that you can grow with them, you know what I mean? It's definitely different than just acquiring a superstar talent like James Harden. But you have the young players, just like the Astros had Carlos Correa, Alex Bregman, George Springer, Jose Altuve, and have them grow with you. We're going to have Jalen Green. We have KPJ. We have Alperin shang whoever our topic is going to be this year. I... Absolutely believe that this is the team that you have to put your best foot forward, going forward as well. But I understand the frustration on the Christian Wood front, because at the end of the day, you want you want Christian Wood to play well, but at the same time, like my opinion has always been square on him. He's just not he's not a winning basketball player. He doesn't make the winning plays and whatnot. But I also wanted to ask you another question. Jalen Green, rookie year, second, you know, second overall pick. What were your overall opinions of him? Like some people are 50/50 split. Some people are disappointed in his play, but other people, like myself and the GM, we believe that he ha- he's had a good rookie campaign. Maybe not the best, but the strides he's taken overall, he's gotten better as the year gone on. But what's been over what's been your overall opinion of Jalen Green?
1: My whole opinion on Jalen Green is you have to you kind of have to remember like he's only 19 years old.
5: There you go, tell so, the people, let them know.
1: He didn't play in college, so, I mean, usually the guys that are one and done, they at least have that experience going up against bigger guys in college. Absolutely. But not like, he came in the league having to figure that out on the fly, being the guy, you know? Yeah. So, I think, like, at the beginning of the year, you could kind of see he was struggling, but I think lately he's kind of learned from his, I guess, his earlier rookie mistakes. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So you can kind of see the growth now. So I think like I think these next couple months are actually key for him in his rookie year to see, you know, how he how he's gotten better.
2: You
5: know? Yeah, absolutely. And especially coming in towards the end of the season too because he's going to get more minutes, he's going to get more push this team they're going to start shutting down in my opinion they're going to start shutting down the vets at some point Are they going to lessen the minutes whether it be eric borden or uh, you know even christian wood to a degree and and dennis shooter and what have you but gm you know i know you had something to add on to that in terms of jalen green and what he would provide uh in the future for this team but i mean come on give the man a full off season with nba trainers playing with maybe he'll have a little summer camp with freaking Steph Curry. You know you just never know. Like that's what these players do. They're 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 a fraternity. Absolutely. If they believe in his game, they're gonna be like, yo, Jalen, you know come 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 do a summer workout with us. Uh, friggin it could be Steph Curry, Paul George and God knows who else, you know what I mean? All the yeah. top talents in the NBA.
6: Yeah, I mean you know, with Jalen with a whole year under his belt and then going into the off season with trainers, like uh, let's hop on what Kenny said and what Don Knox said on the previous episode. Like being able to gain size and strength in regards to the NBA grind. At this point in time, he is still learning. But I promise you, with about 10, maybe 12 pounds of muscle, that guy will be able to absorb contact and dunk it on you. No problem. He's got the size, he's got the he's got the speed, he has the athleticism. All now he needs to do is mold all of that into a form to where he can use that gain some more strength and then reach that next level and you know like with, with an offseason I think that's going to help him in regards to that I do believe that next year we'll see an unleashed version of a As because A I don't believe that Eric Gordon will be here next year to be honest with you I just don't think it makes sense and B hopefully maybe there won't be no Christian Wood but based on maybe in training camp we'll see a change of the guard where Christian Wood might defer a bit more to A Jalen Green we don't know what to expect, but based on what we've seen, obviously that's something that doesn't seem likely. But with all of that being said, you know, like, I just think that after this whole year, Jalen learning and everything that's been going on, I think the, the team itself will be better off because of what they've learned and all the growing pains. Absolutely,
5: and I think it'll serve them better, you know, moving forward. Obviously, but look, fifteen and forty-four. There's. We're about, you know, game 60 is going to be tomorrow, and we got 22 games after that. But, you know, we'll see what happens at the rest of the NBA season as it unfolds going into the play and going to the playoffs. But, Kush. I have to say, man, thank you for meeting us at the summit. You're the third guest here, just meeting us at the summit, you know, getting to talk. We know we had an open mic, and I love it. You know, these are Rockets fans. I know you're a Rocket fan. Ike and Dave, Rockets fans as well. You know, we're all just a Houston community, and I love that y'all, you know, that I love giving y'all this type of outlet that not everyone can get, you know. And I love that, you know, you guys are fans, y'all are smart fans, you have your opinions, and I love that y'all can put your best foot forward and get it out there. So, Kush, man. Goddamn man over here. I know he had a he had a rough morning, but he, he met us through. <laughs> he made it through, man. He man. Rebounded, baby. There you go. Rebounded man. It's something that I need Christian would do more of. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
6: <laughs> yeah, man. We, we just appreciate you coming on, bro. And you know, it's just it's been all fun. Thank you guys for coming through. And you know, if you see any of our boys out on the street, make sure to say what's up. Um, if you Get guys follow if you don't follow them, follow them now. For sure. We're telling you. We're not just telling you, we're demanding it. Oh all
1: right?
6: Jesus Christ, the GM, GM demands it.
5: Well, you know, I got Ike, I got Kush. Go ahead and stay here with us on The Go Home. Look, we just want to say big time thank yous to everybody for, you know, joining us obviously at the live show here at Be More Pacific. It was such an honor to be out here with, you know, all these Rockets fans. You know, we had a a few of these Rockets fans show up. We really appreciate you all for coming. Um, Once again, big time thank yous to Jackson and T-Smooth for joining us at the Summit and then our special three guests Push, Ike, and Dave. Be sure to give them all a follow. You know, they they all deserve it. We all deserve it. This is a big Rockets community, and it's our first, like, we've recorded on location, but it's our first live show getting to put our, our best foot forward here. So I wanted to say thank you. Big time thank yous to Be More Pacific. For doing big things over here, giving it's us very, this very outlet, great. giving us the stage here to do what we gotta do. But we are just the appetizer for the main course, because the main course is about to come up and they're about to do some big time things. I'm shouting out Sean, let's see if he can see me. Nope, he does not see he me. Chilling. Samoa he's bro bro big big chilling. bro is big time chilling. Okay. So uh let me lob it up over to you, GM. Anything last left to say before we end the pod here? No man, I mean this,
6: shout out to beam Pacific again. Shout out to uh Geo. Um, if it wasn't for you, we wouldn't have this opportunity to be here at the Philly Market. Um, and anyone that's listening now, they do this at the last Saturday of every month. So make sure to come through uh, next month. Hopefully, if they do have it, everyone, please come through and support these guys, support this restaurant, support the small businesses that come through and um, serve up for y'all. So yeah, man, everyone come through. We're happy we got to do this. It was a really fun time. It was awesome. Shout out to... Um, to Jackson and T-Smooth as well for joining us on the first segment. And shout-out to Sean again. He started off the whole episode. So we appreciate you guys, and hopefully we'll see you again soon, all right?
5: Oh, very good sign-off. And we'd like to thank everybody once again, you know, for – for joining us on this live show we really appreciate everybody stay tuned obviously if you're here at the live show you're going to get ready to enjoy it because we're going to lob it off over here two shots and thoughts are going to be on in just a few minutes maybe a half hour depending on how long it takes for them to to set up but we appreciate y'all thank you for meeting us at the summit y'all be safe y'all be easy have a good rest of the week we'll see y'all real soon take care
0: You didn't have to go so all out for my birthday. Yes, we did. Because birthdays are about showing your friends how much you care for them and how grateful you are for them. This is Jamie from Progressive. No, this is a great time. Progressive, protects you 24-7. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry that happened. Jamie, can you hold on one second? Uh, I got to take this call. But remember, birthdays are about togetherness. Contact us 24-7 on the phone, online, or on the mobile app. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates covered subject to policy terms. The Summit. for <coughs> Life.